Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm here and I'm ready for tonight. Jessie, I've noticed something on our Instagram. What? It says Jessie and Lenny Ware now. Yeah, Mum, we've rebranded. Oh my God, I'm part of the thing. Nobody puts baby in the corner, Mum. No, darling. That was my gift to you. Thank you, darling. Happy 70th. You're thank now you. not just a supporting actress. Okay, thank you. You are the main yeah. star. No, I'm not, So Table darling. Manners is I've now Table it. Manners with Jessie and Lenny Ware. There's a thing. Yeah, this is how it is. Goodbye, Table Manners with Jesse Ware. Mm. Adios, buckaroo. Adios. There's a big wig, new big wig in town. It's a new big wig in town, yes. Um, how are you, Mum? I'm okay, I think. It smells good. What are you cooking tonight? Very, very excited. You've really... I know Mum means business when she has a... And you open the door and she goes, Jessica, don't put your coat there. The house is spotless. I polished the brass today. So... You told me that I should do something warm and comforting. Yeah, autumnal. And figs are in season, so I've done lamb with pistachio and figs. Oh, come on. Slow cut. So what, you put fresh figs in there and they cook? No, it's not fresh figs, but I'm going to put fresh figs to garnish on top. Darling, and what, with coriander? Toast, toast, no coriander. Okay, no Actually, spices? It was, you may, no, I'll tell you what there was. There was coriander, ground coriander, there was dill, parsley, ground coriander, cinnamon and turmeric. Okay. And then mm. you make a big paste with that that's quite green. Is this sotolengi? Yeah. And then you put it on a bed of onion and Lovely. garlic and figs, cut mm. up dried figs. It's quite sweet, I think. But then I think I'm just going to pull it apart. We'll all have a bit. And then you've done it dauphinoise. Done dauphinoise. You need that like a hole in the head. Darling, it's not all about you. No. You know, he's a swimmer. He's got to, he'll be training. Thought, feed him up. And well, then I've made something we tasted at Soho Farmhouse. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think it's worked as well. But I've made roasted plums yeah. with star anise and creme fraiche mm. with a honeycomb crumb. And you made the honeycomb yourself? Yeah. Not work quite as well as I thought, but I think it will taste nice. Mum, you've really pulled out the stops for this yeah. guest. Tom Daly. We've really 
wanted Tom Daly for a very long time. You speak about Tom Daly like you speak about Marcus Rashford, like they're your sons. It's funny. That's what I was thinking, because we've seen him grow up. We've known him so long that I feel we're almost kind of related. I feel like I've got a vested interest in his life. He also has those very innocent puppy dog eyes, doesn't he? He's got gorgeous eyes. Like, come save me. Yeah. He doesn't need being saved. I've seen him at the Bloody Attitude Awards. He looks like he's having a fun time and and going out with Jodie Harsh, who's coming on tour with me. He talked about his first kiss with Lance. Yeah, They were talking about diving and he said, what you have to do is hold your hands above your head just like this. And as he held them up, he leaned forward and kissed him. How romantic is that? A synchronised kiss. Well, you're giving away some of the books. So the reason we have Tom on, well, apart from the fact that we love him. I love him. um, But he has got a book out called Coming Up For Air and it's out now. So we're recording this the day before it comes out. But I did make the man in Ginger Pig. Thank you, Ginger Pig, for lovely lamb. Because I said to him, he said, oh, have you got on? And I said, Tom Daly, I said, I hope he wears his speedos. He said, I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just want to let you know that I've just launched a new podcast. It's called Is It Normal? And if you are pregnant and you're listening to this and you fancy giving it a listen, it's a kind of week-by-week guide about being pregnant. But it's not a guide. I'm not telling you what to do. We have loads of experts talking about the stages of pregnancy and giving birth. And it's just a big old chat. And um, yeah, check it out. Is it normal? Have you listened to one mic yet, Mum? Yes, darling. What did she think? I thought it was great. Very informative. Thank you, Mum. And reassuring. Thank you. Bit of a cuddle while you're pregnant. Thanks, Mum. Put that on the uh, in quotations. Yeah, thank you. So today I've made an effort. My brother has made uh, a comment on what I'm wearing. I know, darling, because you normally come... I know. ...with rather strange clothing on that looks like you've been cleaning well, most the joy. of the day that's the, well i haven't been cleaning but um the joy of podcasting is i don't have to look my best you do when people there have made an effort probably i mean mum you're making out that i'm like in dirty oh and they're here tom daly coming up is, on he, tape. is he in his speedo Cheers. 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 Tom Daly is here. Yeah. Here's to publishing day tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling? You know, well, I'm kind of like excited for it to be. It's your first book. It's my. Well, it's my, actually my fourth, but it's, it's my second autobiography. Right. But like, this is like, but for me, this is like my autobiography like yeah. the one when I did one just before I turned 18 I'm like what do I what was my life at you know at 17 years old whereas this one is just very I don't know it's a very reflective book about everything that I've learned and all of the things that I've how I've gone through things and matured as an athlete as a you know parent oh, as a I was my, that my phone going off as well oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'll just tell you who it is silence <laughs> it yeah, exactly who um, is it it's probably Oh, it's, yeah, it's all right. I'll sure, speak sure. No, I already looked at the message, it, but I don't know Is it bedtime? And is, at home. But yeah. Lance isn't at home. My mum's up here. So oh. Lance is in Canada at the moment. So where's so. the baby? With my mum in, uh, like, in London Bridge at home. Okay, so, yeah. Right. And, and what's Lance doing? Lance is filming a TV show for FX. So he's doing Ooh, all kinds it? of stuff. It's called Under the Banner of Heaven. It's essentially about a Mormon family mm-hmm. that uh, take the Old Testament, New Testament, and the Book of Mormon very literally. And it's a very dark kind of, you know, kind of get, like investigates the Mormon religion a little bit. It's quite, it's quite a dark show. And has he done the screenplay or is he? Yeah, so he's uh, written, he's also directing episode, episode five, I believe. And he's also the showrunner and producer. So oh he's like, 
working hard. Yeah, exhausted. <laughs> so, exactly. Exhausted. They're all shooting, is it in Vancouver? It's in Calgary. But yeah, there's, he also did a show in 2016 in Vancouver. So he's been shooting all over he's the place. Not Can- is he Canadian? No, he's, he's like born in, uh, born in California, grew up in Texas, and then... Yeah, but he, so he's just, I think they're just shooting there for tax credits, I think. But he was in Canada when you won your gold. Yeah, exactly, because he was already out there telly. working. Yeah, yeah with was. your mum. Yes, exactly, my mum was out there, my son was out there, so... Yeah, it's, but my mum's been such a, an angel this year because we've both been so busy and like there's the, you know, as you know, like juggling things is so difficult. Yeah. And, you know, with my training, Robbie's at nursery and it's normally completely fine, but on particularly busy weeks, my mum mm. will come up and be like, I mean, r- my mum absolutely loves it, just being Nana for the, for a week. Does Robbie get spoilt by Nana? Oh and my goodness. Does she throw the routine out the window and, yes. yeah. Spoiled rotten and chocolate. gets away with much chocolate. I've got a little Fredo frog to take. Oh, home. oh <laughs> he loves those as well. <laughs> They're gorgeous. Yes, he loves those. He really does. And uh, did she teach you how to knit? No, I, YouTube, just before lockdown. But that's, I mean, that's quite sensational. <laughs> it's, I just kind of, I'm Because we've got friends who are knitters, yeah. really good knitters. And we said, say, we've got Tom on. And, and she, said, she said, that knitting. That knitting is exceptional knitting. It's not just even easy knitting. Oh, thank, I mean, I'm. I mean, uh, your, your dives are great too. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, she was just like, that knitting. I oh. mean, wow. It's just one of those things that I'm like, I think it's very athlete of me of like, if I start something, I just want to try and do the absolute best that I can. And I kind of probably take it a little bit too far in terms of like getting to, you know, if I want to start something, I want to do it to the best of my ability. And I want to like be all in. I like, I don't half-ass things. So what are some of the other obsessions that you've had in your life? Um, Cooking. I like to cook a lot. I've, I've definitely was plants house plants i have over 200 house plants oh and they're alive and um, thriving well i left for the olympics and my friends came oh, were no. um, they did a not bad job oh, they, they only killed they only killed a couple and but i then i say killed i think i'm going to be able to revive them but i'm going to have to cut them back quite considerably but you know i think that for me it was like during lockdown it was plants and it was knitting and crochet that kind of just took over my life so were you able to still train in lockdown the first one no so i was using like i was using like sofa cushions as crash mats to do somersaults onto i was doing workouts online doing whatever i like possibly could and lots of visualization actually just visualizing myself doing the dives so that when i got back to the pool it was almost normal again but yeah I bet Robbie found that quite fun that you were doing somersaults in the living room and you were allowed to he do did. that. He did. He was like coming, he was coming up and he would like try and like do like if I was doing like press ups or whatever, he would just try and copy me, which was really sweet. And Where were you locked down? In London. So okay. we were we were in London Bridge and it's a, uh, you know, it was really you, surreal. Is it a flat? Yeah, it's kind of like a, a townhousey thing. We've got okay. a bit, we've got a roof terrace, we've got some outdoor space for Robbie to run around right. in. But it was when we were allowed to get out and do an hour of exercise and run, we'd run along South Bank and it was like oh my God. ghost town. Wow. It was so weird just to like go out your house, run along South Bank and just be like, what on earth is like, it, there's no one here. Why is nobody here? What? And obviously I know why, but it was just very surreal to be able to just run along those paths without seeing another human being. So, t- okay, cooking. Mm. T- um, what's the daily dish 
that you would do to really impress your friends? Oh gosh, that's a that's a tough. I I cook such a variety of things. What I used to do before lockdown, yeah. every Monday, I used to do a Monday night dinner club. Where oh my God, you're like an overachiever to the max. <laughs> I well, love this. So my husband loves to host as well, so we like always do. And it's also one of those things that I love to see my friends. And I love people are coming in to visit all the time and from different places. Yeah. And it's so hard sometimes to dedicate like one evening for ever, like ever, and there's not enough hours in the day. No. So what we do is we do a Monday night dinner club where my seven like best friends always come every week. And then we have up to 16 people that are totes when it's so it totals 16. So we add, add an extra nine. Is sometimes. that because of places at the table? Yeah, places at the table. Okay. I mean, we can add up to 27 when we, some Crikey. Christmases we do 27. And so we've had 27 for Christmas dinner one time, oh which was God. intense. Um, but we do like a starter, a main, and we get other people to bring desserts. And we just have like, it was just nice to be able to have quite an eclectic mix. Like I always, we always invite different people so that, and mix around the seats so everybody's meeting new people. And it's just a nice way to be able to see people. And, oh you know, God, you're yeah. good. Have there been any absolute nightmare moments where you've been like, oh, we did the seating plan completely wrong? You know what? No. Luckily, I feel like everybody's quite well behaved most okay. of the time. There's, there are some nights, if like, for example, I've come home from a diving competition and I've got a few days off. There were like a couple of times where it was a Monday night and everybody's, you know, and especially if, because I don't tend to drink when I'm training. So mm. it's normally quite tame and people are kind of respectful of that. But if I'm, if they see me like have a glass of something and I don't have training the next day, they are like, okay, right, <laughs> it's, it's go time. So that was something that was really fun for me, actually, is to, and I want to start being able to do it again because we haven't done it for like, well, I mean, nearly two years now. But so. I mean, okay, so you're having a little glass of champs today. So when are you going back to you, look you're promoting the book mm. and i understand that and you're you've just come back from winning gold and bronze at the olympics which is all amazing when, are you back to training soon or when's the next competition for you yeah well it's one of those things that i i'm gonna i'm taking a bit of a break yeah. essentially and i'm having a bit of a moment where i can just like be you know i'm extremely busy at the moment but i like i just want to have a bit of time with family i want to be able to time mm. to like chill and switch off rest my body and then see where i go and see if i get back into it and it's what uh, do you mean you might not compete in the olympics it's like right now like no I, don't say <laughs> terrible things like no that. i like i basically i don't want to be one of those athletes that says i'm done i'm retired and then come back a year later mm. and like yeah, do it like, again. Uh, sheepishly like, like yeah, yeah, yeah frank sinatra is always on, was on his farewell tour about yeah. 18 of them <laughs> so like i so for me i just want to like i want to if i'm going to start i want to make the decision like i want to know that i want to stop mm. so i always like the, the plan was always my me and my coach are going to take a year out and just you know have a bit who of time who is your coach now? my coach is called jane figueredo still jane still jane yeah, yeah still jane so she's so she features a lot in here yes she is and you love her i mean she's great i mean like we obviously when as any coach athlete relationship we always had these we butt heads a little bit on some things but it was one of those things that kind of created the relationship we have now and, you know, I think there was always this like thing about figuring out where, where we were going with diving, how much, how little and figuring it out to the point where this year has been like the best year for mine and Jane's relationship. Like it was like uh, after being coached by her for eight years, mm. we finally found this like perfect place to be. And it was like quite, I mean, it takes a long time to build the, a coach and athlete relationship. I mean, I, I look, I, I sing when I'm not doing this and I find that terrifying. But the idea of standing on, I, I don't understand. I, I respect costume. you so much. The swimming costume is one another. But 
I don't know how you do it. I know because you're an Olympian, you're an amazing, <laughs> and that's what you do. But I, I'm still terrified when I go up there. Really? Like, yeah. What? Walk, what? Just Are you the scared height. of heights? Well, it's not necessarily oh the height. God. It's like you're the, in the wrong job. <laughs> <laughs> it's not necessarily that. It's like the fear. Of, I know, I've gone wrong so many times. I know what can go wrong. Yeah. Like I've hit my head, and I, you know, <gasps> you split your skin when you hit the water wrong. You bruise. Oh, tell Jessie about the twister, which you a whole oh, chapter gosh. on the twister. Like that, my twister she was almost your nemesis. Yeah. It, so you know when Simone Biles is talked about her like mental uh, health uh, with the twisties mm. essentially there's this like very weird sensation that can come over you when you're twisting that you can lose exactly where you are in the air and you just kind of feel like you're falling through the abyss and you don't know where you are you bail out and then you mm. don't know which way you're going to land and then all of a sudden smack you've landed in the water and it can create these like really weird mental blocks and like lost move syndromes where you stand on the end of the board and you can't physically move and you can't do it and it's so like you know, terrified to be able to stand on the board and actually do it. And it was something I was experiencing in the build up to London 2012. And then I had to do the dive and then there was a redive and there was flashes in the audience and there was this whole, whole traumatic thing to the point where I ended up having to change my dive and learn a circus trick. So my coach came to me one time and was like, showed me this video of someone from Cirque du Soleil on a Russian swing, learning a dive. Uh, or doing a dive and she was like I think this is a dive that we have to change to so there was this whole thing that was like really dramatic of me trying to figure out how to train a, well basically change a circus trick into an Olympic dive within a couple of years I don't really want to talk about your speeders well I really <laughs> do I think everybody else would like to hear about it but are they specific for divers hmm. um no they swimmers can basically they just need to have a drawstring so they don't fall off first of all because oh, when you hit the water yeah like 35 miles an hour they'll come off and if you don't time up they're off like down by your ankles, like has it ever happened in competition? Yeah, before my bum's been on the big screen. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, that's like yeah. what nightmares are made. Yeah, of. but it's like one of those things that happens, and then they don't show it in the replay. But still, once you, you know. But do they ever come off, and you have to fish around when you're at the that's bottom? That's not happened to me yet. Okay. Has it happened to others? Probably. I mean, it okay. must like at least it comes you're off underwater. So quickly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you don't have to bob down and not come. I know, up but because... it's a bit of a Monet, you yeah. know. Like you know, it's not. It's You'll not... get down there if you need yeah. to. Yeah. Oh but... my god, that is. Um, if you weren't doing diving, yes. what would you be doing? Mm. Have you got any like complete fantasies of having a nine to five? So before job? I was a diver and didn't really necessarily have anything like. In you the... started when you were eight. Yeah. So, so it's always kind it's of. It's always been there. It's always been there, but in terms of like when I saw myself having it as a career, mm. probably wasn't until I was like maybe 12, 13, 12, 13. So before that, I wanted to be a pilot. Okay. That was something that I wanted to do. Whereas well, now. You can still do that. That's true, but like now I'd love to be a TV host and do that kind of stuff. Well, you, oh, you could, could do, do that, that with your eyes. But he's like, done you that did, with Splash. You did, yeah. did a little bit with Splash. What yeah. was that like? I mean, it was really fun. I like if anyone had said that there was going to be a Saturday night TV show about diving, I would have laughed in their faces originally. Um, but it happened, and I I loved it. And you know, I'm starting to do little bits here and there now. Like I'm doing the one show next week, which will be fun. To oh, host. you're doing hosting? Yeah, yeah so that'll oh, be fun. Lovely. What about a podcast, Tom? I know. I, I think I might start doing a podcast soon. You should do a podcast. Yeah, I think it'd be really fun to be able to do that. So maybe watch this space. But also, like, I want to design knitwear as well. Like, I love knitwear. I like. I think you should do this. Yeah, I think. For I think who? I really want who? To. Who's asked you to design for them? Well, I want to like do my own range and just do it. Yeah, but you've got. Well, yeah, but you've it. got to sell it somewhere. True. I, so which I shop? I think you'll be okay. No, mom. which shop would you like to sell it? I think it'll be obviously e-commerce of doing it online. But you know, I think you know, I'm I'm also with M&S as well. So maybe like a 
maybe you'll be able to, but it's not necessarily all just the, like, I want, obviously it would be great to sell ready to wear knitwear, but I also want to make, sell like, or like create kits for people to like make their own thing. Like with They're called yarn. Pat- knitting patterns. Darling. Yeah. But to come with, to come with the yarn, oh, with the, the needles, yarn, yeah. the like, and like video instructions of how to make oh, it. Oh, videos would be good, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah. So then people can. Hey, fucking get some, get bloody Jacob <laughs> doing the bloody filming next week. No, <laughs> yeah. lots can do the bloody direction. Yeah, right. He's You're too busy so... to help me with that. But how does that work with you and Lance? Have such amazing careers. Is mm. it ever? Does it ever feel like you're in competition? Um, not in competition, but do you feel like it's easy to be supportive of each other? Or because when you're going off to do your training, mm. or he's going off yeah, on that a... long haul flight that we all lo- long to have on our own now without yes, toddlers. I've been I've been flying around here, there, and everywhere with Robbie on my own, which is always an interesting <laughs> oh, thing. But, oh God, it's tough. But he's actually pretty good with flying. Is he? Like, because he's I think done he's it very so used much. to it. Um, Get the yeah, iPad out. Is it? Well, we, 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 he doesn't watch TV. Oh what? So, like he Why? like TV is for him. What have him, you done? Like, <laughs> Why is that? Well, because we try to like just be a little bit more conscious about how much <gasps> he's got. So we take coloring books. He loves coloring, and he loves playing with trucks, and like. TV we do on a weekend and I watch a film and make it like a thing with popcorn so when we travel is the only time when he's watched on the screen on the like long haul flight but he keeps quiet and he's it's just like so obsessed with it which is you know but like how, so how does it I mean Lance being how long has he been away for he's been away since July 1st so it's so a it's long like, time and he's there till December so so when did the Olympics finish uh, August 8th so so you're kind of crossing over. Was, was but Robbie you've been with to you? see him? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Robbie was with Lance while I was at the Olympics, yeah. and my mum was out there as well. And then when I came home, I was home for a couple of weeks, and then I went out to yeah. Canada. My mum came home, and I was with Robbie. It's, it's you know. just like a whole like scheduling it's thing, right? A whole scheduling thing, and it always happens that Lance and I both have like really important things to happen at the same time. Oh. For example, like in 2016, he went into production when I was at the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, although he did fly out later for his production for that whereas in Tokyo obviously people couldn't come anyway so he was able to just get on with it and it's just one of those things that even tomorrow it's my book publication day and it's the first day of his directing his episode it just always happens yeah at the same time um it's just it's just one of those things that we know that there's going to be certain weeks that are going to be really intense like for me this week is a super busy yeah. week in particular which is why my mum's up do you have a nanny as well no so we just do it you do just it by manage it and have um Amazing. do you know the thing about you tom is that because we've all kind of grown up with you mm. and we've all loved you since mm. you were, well i feel like i'm probably related to you in some way because I feel so proud of your achievements and I get worried when you've not when you were upset and you didn't get the medal you wanted to get but do you feel that everyone feels they own you a little bit it's like I guess there's like a um I think obviously growing up in the public eye I've done like documentaries and little like things and it's always the the difficult thing was like kind of coming to terms with who I am and my sexuality in the public eye like Mm. lots of time you're very very much allowed to just do your own thing and you figure it out and you know you tell your family or whatever but everything was very public and it was very difficult to kind of get around that but then it kind of moved to like a a whole new level of things as I've kind of gotten older and then gotten married and had a kid and I you know I try to I feel like I'm a, I'm an open book like I share lots of stuff on social media mm. through YouTube but what I share online is kind of what I want to share online mm. like and everything else is like 
our sacred thing. Like we don't, you know, show Robbie's face online because we just don't, you know, he hasn't had a choice in it. And yeah, he just, I, I just think it's, you know, sometimes it can be a little bit intimidating. Um, people waiting outside the house at certain times and it's just easier just to... Do you have people wait outside the house? After like big events and things or like or big moments like when we announced we got engaged and when we had got married and when Robbie was born so it was like just little things not lots of people just, but it's still it's a little bit like you don't want to just you just want to be a little bit cautious. But you have talked a lot about your relationship with Lance in the book. Mm. I mean it's almost like a... Oh my gosh, he's been it's like It's a yeah. love story in, in some respects yeah. about him. I told Jesse, because Jesse hadn't read this bit, about your first kiss with him, and you told him how. Was it the it. first kiss? Yes. That, oh yeah. my God, you've got to show Jesse and tell Jesse what you did. So, Mum tried to reenact <laughs> it for me. And but it felt I think very you'll tell it, but it was very romantic. So, so, essentially, last night I met because I was having a tough time after London 2012, mm. and I was like, I just was done with diving. I was like, I, I can't yeah. do this anymore. I need to get away. But it just so happened that it timed out when I was doing a. a like some filming for Nickelodeon in LA. So went over to LA and a mutual friend invited us to dinner. And Who was the mutual friend? So a guy called Eric. And like I brought some friends and he brought some friends and Lance was one of the friends that he brought. Yeah. And I walked in, saw Lance there, broad shoulders, wearing a red hoodie, leather jacket, like floppy, like blonde hair. Mm. And, I, and I just was instantly like, oh gosh, like who's that? I didn't know who he was. Googled him at the table. Got <laughs> kind of got caught. And like, <laughs> I would say, like my friend Eric told him, and I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? This is a bit awkward. Anyway, we met. Like we went out for a little bit afterwards, and then he, I put my number in his phone. Well, his assistant came over to me asking for my number to put How? in the phone. Oh god, I know. His Even assistant you was very cute to that, darling. <laughs> I mean, okay, ca- okay, carry on. So, so after that, the next day, he. Um, I said, like, let's let's get a drink because at the time. So, hon, you put the number in the phone. He texts you the next morning. Yeah. Okay. So I woke up to a text. Okay, lovely, love yeah. that. Okay. And then he's still texting. Still texting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Still texting. Our phones like going up in the corner. Um, but then I there was the next day, obviously. In America, drinking age is 21, so... He wasn't allowed to have a drink. I couldn't go out and get a drink. Because I was 18 at the time. So I... so Not as sexy. Okay, fine. No, no, I mean, like, no, nightmare. quite young to know the one. I broke all the the first dating, like, dating rules. Okay. Dating 101. So when we met, we, we basically connected on so many levels because... I was having a tough time after London 2012, you know, having the highs of highs and then kind of just was like, where next? What am I doing? I couldn't really talk to anyone because all my teammates, they didn't win a medal. So it was like, it was like me complaining about winning a medal, which didn't seem right. Whereas then Lance started talking about him winning an Oscar and then the year after him having like a really low, low. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I completely get it. And then he lost his brother. Uh, to cancer and I had lost my dad to cancer and we connected on that level and then we just like you know talking all about that and we kind of really connected and then all of a sudden um I started talking about diving and I was like oh have you ever dived before he was like no and I was like oh do you know how to hit the water and he was like oh and he kind of did the swimming hands on top like you know streamlined and I was like no actually what you have to do (laughs) is that you have to put your hands above your head like your hands like this and then put them above your head and I kind of like oh no you haven't got your arms close enough and I kind of like lent in to like push his hands like closer <laughs> yeah, and then and then I let him kiss him, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've just done this. But then I was like, you know what? This it, uh, it felt so right, and I then had to leave the next day to go back to the UK, and it was a long, well, I think it was about eight weeks before I saw him in person again. 
came over for my birthday and we went out for like we were at the, I think it was the radio bar you know at the Me Hotel in London like Is just that on the, the strand one in the in, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly so we were up there for my birthday and I basically you know some drinks in I was like I told everyone there that Lance was my boyfriend and Lance was like what's going on and then the next day we went for our first proper date where was that Oxo, Oxo Tower. Tower oh my god yeah only because that was the only place I knew and I was my I had my 18th already, birthday there I love you were you already living I was in, in London Bridge okay fine okay got it You've really so, kept in the same area, babe, haven't you? I mean, I do love the area. But I went, so we went on that first date and he asked me to be his boyfriend. Yeah. And I was like, okay, after some lychee martinis. Yeah. And then the next day we went on another date. This time I think it was in Enamo and Soho. You know, I remember the that, yes. I think that it's gone now. Fun. Yeah, I think it's gone. Yeah. Died to death, yeah. Set Shane. I couldn't really do outdoor dining with the thing. No. Did it? no. I um, enjoyed it though. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I loved it. What year that. was this in? 2013. Yeah, I think this is when it was like... Jesse, I think, yeah, that was Jesse. Just, he's very young. No, I, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went for that night where I liked your martinis, whatever. That night he told me he loved me. On, this is on date two. Date two. And did you say the L word back? I did. Of course. And then, so Lance came over to the UK on a, a location scout for a film. Inverted commas. On, in, yeah, exactly, on in London. Scout. It was on a love scout. And, and I was like, okay, like, no, like, it was, yeah, let's, it's great, let's hang out. Um, so then I was like, oh, I have to go back to Plymouth because I have to like, you know, get back into training and all that kind of stuff. And he was like, oh, I, you know, I can come, I can come down to Plymouth too. I can to extend my trip. The mother. Yeah, so then he come not, down to Plymouth. Not everybody knew, did they? No. What so, did he think of Plymouth? So he, he actually really liked it. He said it was very charming. It rem- and I don't know why he said this. And he still says it to this day. It reminds me of San Francisco. And I'm like, it's nothing like <laughs> San Francisco. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's not quite San Francisco. But I think he just meant the hills, maybe. Okay, got it. Um, but so when we were in Plymouth, the first like day we came and had a barbecue. And that was when my mum met Lance. Jesus, it moved very quickly. Very quick. And but then, it was natural. And the then it's the cat. Hello, cat. Um, so then when my mum came over for the barbecue, I was like, oh, what do you think of Lance? And she was like, oh, he makes a great burger. And I was like, oh, you know, but what really, like, because he'd made homemade burgers. Because I'm in delicious. love with him. And, it was, and I was like, no, but what do you actually think of him? And he was like, oh, yeah, he's lovely. I was like, well, me and Lance are like together, like we're, we're a couple. And she was like, oh, okay, great. Like, great. As long she as was cool, wasn't she? She was totally cool. Like, if you're happy, that, I'm happy. I mean, had you come out to her before no, then no. oh okay wow this all, yeah. this all okay this all the kind of happened and your very brothers quickly. were cool but your grandparents my grandparents no. weren't so cool but like within that first week we also went on a bike ride in the camel trail and we named our children and robbie ray yeah robbie ray children yeah, yeah we had a girl's so name as well the next one? Are you thinking? We, we had, i mean that's the thing having another one we would absolutely love to have another one and it's i mean it's not as easy as a bottle of wine and a good time mm. for no. us mm. Uh, but it, you know, it's definitely something that we are wanting but to do. But you could again. use the same. Yeah, the our same surrogate, surrogate is, um, yeah. is amazing, and you know, same egg donor because the yeah. egg donor is different to the surrogate that we we had. And was it done in America? Yeah, done in America, and you know, our surrogate is so amazing. Where was we your surrogate living? In in the US, in California. Oh, so, so it was okay. You could be there. Yeah, so we were like, we're able you to have to be there about eight weeks, don't you? We were there like because Lance has a place in LA. We were there like, uh, like early, early, and we were just you know, it's the waiting game as well. When like we were waiting for How your, was your the child. Oh, it was amazing. It was like, well, first of all, we we were in LA and it, we had to go, go like three hours south, like down towards San Diego way, mm-hmm. but not mm-hmm. quite as far. And we got the tech. Oh, it's happening at like um. four o'clock. 
and we were in LA and we were like, wait, oh. come on. Four o'clock in LA trying to drive to down south was just And if like, you're a surrogate, you've had a few babies maybe. She had two, she had a couple of her own and I think she's done it before. She's done so it like, before, so, potentially yeah. you, your body has muscle memory so therefore you may not have that long to get down yeah, to so the three hours. We literally hour got there and it was a matter of like, oh, you know, everything was okay. We were like, everything seemed really calm and we were like, okay, this is, this is okay. Like, they were like you know, go get a coffee. It could be a long night, whatever. So we go and get a coffee, no. come back up. And then like, it was okay, right, let's get ready to put. And I was like, push now. <laughs> like, I was like, you know, I was like internal. Do- I looked at Lance. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is happening. Like we've been here for like not even 45 minutes and it's happening. <laughs> so as- you're lucky. You didn't have to do fucking 24 hours, babe. Oh, not anyway, carry on. But then uh, like 15 minutes later, there's Robbie. And I remember seeing him for the first time and just think like, just this, like my mouth was like wide open. Like, oh my, like. Like, That's I just, it was just like this holy, and, you know, our surrogate was there with her husband, and it was just such a beautiful moment, and you, she was just, like, beaming, oh. looking at us, whole, like, and I had first skin to skin, and she was just, like, beaming, oh. and just, like, so happy, and we were so happy, and, like, there was no words that we could say to express to her how grateful we were to her for you know helping us create our family like our family like there's there's no she's like our guardian angel in that Aww. sense and you know we are eternally grateful and forever grateful for her and she is just i mean she's just an incredible person and Does it takes an, in touch? yeah we're in touch all the time has, we Ro- has robbie friends. met her yeah lots of times like we whenever we're in uh california we always meet up she doesn't actually live in california anymore but we have catch-ups all the time and whenever we're actually in the same place we'll always meet up it's been a while like because of covid that we Mm. haven't met up but you know we've facetimed and we've you know send photos all the time and it's it's i think it's really important for us that we're super honest super open and for for where robbie came from because we want him to know everything and um i think it's something that's really special to have i i don't know i think you know robbie for us is our little miracle and it's you know, as gay parents and same-sex parents, you just, you you have to really, really super want kids mm. to go through the whole process. And, you know, we just feel extremely lucky to be in the position we are with Robbie because he's just amazing. I, I mean, I'd love to have more kids. I mean, you're young as well. I'd love to. Was your dad a young father? They got married at 21 and got had me at 22 or 23. So my mum's my 51, so... Christ... She's a spring chicken. Yeah. So. I mean, you, your description of your relationship with your dad is yeah. so beautiful in this book. Mm. And it made me cry. Um, and also that, I mean, you lost him when he was you were only 16. Yeah. He just sounded the most amazing man with his big flag. Oh, my gosh, he was. His that big, big flag. flag. Oh, you'd always know exactly where he was sitting, <laughs> wherever you were his in the competition. Flag was so big. And I love that he's, his ashes are... In the diving pool. In the diving pool. In the aquatic centre where you put your water bottle. Yeah, so uh, so oh. it was... I, I don't know... That was I, nice I of them to do... It was so sweet. Yeah. I can't remember how it came about, 
But like my dad, like in his last studio, all he would talk about is London 2012. Do we have tickets yet? Do we have tickets yet? Because it's a nightmare to get tickets as an athlete. Like mm. you just, it's just oh, really. Yeah. Oh, is it worth some guest list for the it's concert? Like, it's like we get two tickets if you per round you make. Oh, that's obviously, disgraceful. But you don't that's get so mean. And it's not necessarily the best tickets, and you just like it's so like. No wonder he needed a big flag if he was at the back. <laughs> they don't. They, they like it would be amazing if they said how many tickets do you want. We want to pay for them, of course, but it's like how many yeah. tickets do you want, and like, at least give us the option to have. But anyway, they don't do that. So we were worried about getting tickets. My mum even had to not because I was under eighteen. Just for when I had to sign the Olympic forms, she like was like, I'm not going to sign them until I get tickets. <laughs> Good for time. me to be able yeah, to die um, but we got tickets in the end she's right um, but like my dad didn't didn't we didn't have tickets at the time that my dad died and so we were constantly talking about it and it I, there was I can't remember how exactly it came up but in the end my dad was cremated and we had these ashes and we it came up that we were, could put them in like a little vault underneath the tiles at the bottom of the steps leading up to the platform of the Olympic pool so turns and like parents are not allowed or any family members are not allowed anywhere near the poolside anywhere near like any not allowed to stay in the same hotel you know I don't go on the same flights as the athletes so to be able to for him to be able to be on poolside during that whole moment was so special so I was able to put my drinks bottle there and I would just touch it every time like touch the tile he's there yeah I I always do I always have like and I mean I talk about in the book about me feeling like I was very shut off from everything especially after my dad died I was very blinkered Mm. of go 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 and I was very you know anxious to let anybody get too close to me and especially with Lance like I had these overwhelming feelings of like oh my gosh I'm in love but I this I can't go down this road it's too like it's, it's too dangerous much. if you've lost the person you love it's yeah it's always a danger isn't yeah, it yeah like you like and, and i didn't talk about it with my brothers i couldn't talk about it with my mom and i just felt like i because i felt like i had to be the strong one so to be in that position was really tough but then once we got through once i was actually i was in the westfield mall in stratford with lance and it's a moment in the book where we're going down the escalator and like he goes to put his arm around me and I'm kind of, I kind of like tense up whenever anyone gets like affectionate or like, and I, and he's like, what's wrong? And I was just like, I don't know. And I just felt like I couldn't let any love in. Mm. Like I was so, I, I was so worried about letting love in cause I didn't want to get heartbroken again. And it was that time when I, I kind of was just so talking about all of the different experiences and traditions that I had with my dad that we just stopped doing because we didn't want to like bring up the emotions and the, you know, missing him. So I ended up just speaking with Lance about that. And then all of a sudden it was, he just said to me, like, you have to let my love in. You have to be able to speak to me about these things. And why have you stopped having a going to a Chinese buffet on your dad's birthday? Why have you stopped doing all of these different things that you used to do? What just, we can do those things. You should keep his memory alive you should be able to really enjoy those moments so it's since then that I've been able to really kind of because I, I mean right when he, I didn't grieve at all like after his death and especially not until after the Olympics and I think it was after the Olympics that I suddenly realized that I wasn't going to see him again and mm. I had gone towards the London 2012 and it was so intense mm. and it was like this sudden realization that oh my gosh I'm never like he was just he was 40 so, so like fun. it was kind of like you believe 40 years yeah. old it was like I, it was one of those things that it, I was like oh my gosh it's, I mean I hope so that at one point in my life I'm probably going to be older than my dad and like mm. it was that really weird 
feeling of just this well, I'm never going to see him again. Like, how is this going to, how is this going to go? How is this going to feel? And now I'm done with the Olympics. Where am I going? What's my purpose? Because he was an immense character, wasn't he? Oh, he was. He was constant practical joker. He was like... What was his job? He was an electrician. So now actually my brother's, one of my brothers is an electrician as well, kind of, and the other's a carpenter. So handy for around the house for me, to be honest. Um, But very much kind of like stuck with the family trades. So... Yeah. What are some of those traditions, like the Chinese buffet that you did with your so dad? So every time, like my dad's favourite thing was to go to a Chinese buffet. And the funny thing is, I don't know why he would go to a Chinese buffet, because he would only eat. Like, he was so fussy with food. <laughs> it was like, he would have like, I think it was like crispy chilli beef and... Um, <gasps> Too like delicious. That. Oh, it's delicious, uh... isn't it? Crispy chilli beef and there was, and Singapore fried noodles with onions. And that was what he, all he would have. And so he would just go <laughs> to the buffet and just like pile his plate up like that. And I was, like, just, that. And I was just like, you could just order that normally and it'd be fine. Um, Where did you used to go for it? It was a place called uh, Royal Garden in Plymouth. Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Should I see who's wrong? Just, oh, just, just check who else is texting. Tom is like... Yeah, no, that's fine. Is I can text their so, back. Sophie, Sophie Lance. Sophie Lance. Lance You're very popular, got, Lance Tom. has got two Christmas trees in their throat. <laughs> so, Why is that? Because Lance is... So when we first met, we started like communicating in emojis. I have a lucky monkey. Lance had a... That I take everywhere with me. Oh, a cuddly, cuddly toy. monkey, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Lance... His, one of his uncles or someone gave him a little frog to put in his pocket on the night that he went to the Oscars as his like, a lucky Aww. charm and then he won. So then a frog became his thing. So then I, um, we always became like frog and monkey and then we were just kind of like, you know, as you do when you're cute and dating <laughs> at the time. It's like, oh, it's like frog, <laughs> monkey. So then that was kind of like a, the, a thing that kind of stuck. So then he had never heard the expression campus Christmas. Right. Oh, okay. So hence why I then put the Christmas trees either side of the frog, because <laughs> I thought that was funny. But also on our wedding day, that was what I gave him as the gift that I gave him was I got him like a custom made little frog on one, like frog emoji on one side, monkey emoji on the other. And our date of we got married on like engraved. You're a real romantic, aren't you? And you're I sentimental. Do love, I, do, I love romance and little, I make Lance a scrapbook every year of photos and we, I keep train tickets and little things for oh Christmas. Oh my God. I want to go out with you. <laughs> Yeah, like we all do. And I'm old. 
<laughs> um, I want to go back to some more of those um, traditions with your dad. So we've got the Chinese buffet. Were there any other like? Food Did he memories? cook at home? He would do a stir fry every Friday night while we watched Fort Boyard. Instead of going to the. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. yeah, I loved it. Who was it? Fort loved Boyard. It. Do you ever remember it? When oh it was, yeah, like, I remember the gold it. Coins it was a really odd. Yeah, it was strange. It was like Crystal Maze, but in the it middle was, of somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say it's just like, would you do Taskmaster? I mean, I'd love, I love. I think I love any kind of those challenges. You things. competitive, Tom? Uh, uh, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't even play Monopoly in our house. The board gets fl- not by me. Funnily enough, my other brothers are very competitive when it comes to board games. Wow. With, with Robbie, do you let him win, or do you teach him how to win? I mean, how, is it tough love? In the I mean, I, house? I've got. Of course, I let him win lots of times. But there are times where, like, he was like, "I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you." I'm like, "Ah, I got there first. <laughs> <laughs> Such a shit. <laughs> Is everybody hungry? Yes, starving. Yeah, absolutely. Like um, yes, please, Mum. Um, so I love stir fry in Fort Boyard. Wow, that takes yeah, me back to that's not. Is that a noughties or nineties? I don't know whether that's like. It's, it's I think slash. that's like right on the border. Yeah, line. on the border. But he also would make all kinds of different things. Like for example, one year he got me a unicycle for my birthday. Right. And. Because I was like learning how to ride it, I was like I couldn't I couldn't figure out how to do it, and I would fall off or whatever. Mm. So my dad made me like a unicycle like training, oh like stability thing in terms of like you know like a ballet bar, yeah. but like a ballet bar so that I could hold each side and like learn how to like hold my balance. And he would just make things. Okay, so if you're if you're not cooking, yes, which are some of your favourite spots to go and eat in London? Or mm. get takeaway from because you're quite spoiled from where where you are. You probably yeah. get a really good delivery. Right? Yeah, you can get pretty much anything. So you got Bur- 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 Mar- Do you go yeah. to Borough Market? Yeah, I love Borough Market. Love it so it's much. so great. Um, so we go to Caravan around the corner. There's a caravan around the corner from us, and we go there like all the time for breakfast. And, Lovely. And the nice thing about where we live is like it still feels it's London, but it still feels like community. Like yes. you know, yes. they know what we like to have to eat, and they know our coffees when we get there. Like mm. it's just like yeah. little sweet things like that. Tom, it's lamb. Broccoli, beans, and potato dauphinoise. Oh my gosh, sounds okay. absolutely fantastic. Well, so, it might not be. So Caravan's a spot that's just like, you know where we'll you're at. Yeah. Like, but is there any, like... Um, uh, Bob Bob Rickard. I've never been pressed for champagne. <laughs> yeah. I've never been, but it looks very fun. It's it's great. And we, I, that was where I went with my friends before we went to Omira the night that, that basically was our big... Celebration night. It, I had organised it before the Olympics, so it was either going to be celebration, <laughs> commiseration, whatever. It was something that I was looking forward to. So we actually went for cocktails and claridges, which was extremely fancy and, uh, you know, lovely. Yeah. But, you know, very fancy. I love that you go from claridges to O'Meara. Cla- I like you. Claridges, claridges Bob Bob Rickard, O'Meara. I love I think, it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this food. Look. Oh my goodness. You know what? My, so. I wasn't at the Attitude Awards, but my manager said you did an amazing speech. But you also said that you were going to um, campaign. Yes. It's like my... Essentially, at these last Olympics, there were more out athletes than ever before combined. Yeah. So... But there's still 10 countries where it's punishable by death. Yeah. Right? So my whole thing was to try and stop any country that criminalises... LGBT people, mm-hmm. women, people mm-hmm. of colour from ever hosting a major sporting international event. Because right. at the end of the day, things like Qatar World Cup next year, 2020, it's 
is it safe for LGBT people to go there? No. Yeah. Is it safe for women to go there on their own? No. And it's, so it's like one of those things that it's so, you know, I, I don't understand. Like, I get following money to be able to host mm. an event, but there's like a balance to be had mm. of, you know, safety for so many people. So I think it's really like important that, you know, I've, I've been talking about it and I really want to action it and figure out a way of being able to speak to the heads of these, you know, organizing committees to try and stamp out because until they have like punishments in terms of not being able to host events they might actually start to consider the safety of their actual citizens uh, because lots of people will think oh you know sport shouldn't mix with politics and all that kind of stuff but you know human rights are human rights yeah, it shouldn't be absolutely. a political question so and it, it, if you're if you're born in a different place doesn't mean that you should be discriminated against but. so so i mean that could be something that you could do on your year well, yeah. So that's what I would I would love to be able to just kind of like, you know, travel to the places that I need to travel to try and figure out what, especially ahead of the Commonwealth Games next year. It's Commonwealth Games next year and there's still so many Commonwealth countries that cr criminalise gay people. So it's really important to to me, because when I was younger there was no one out and at the high end, yeah. highest end of sport. Yeah. Most people came out towards the end of their careers or mm. after they had finished. So for me, it's just trying to well, make it so... Oh. We can yeah. start. Start, start. It's also one of those things that you don't like. Little kids growing up, like if they start to feel like they're less than or feel like they don't fit in, of course they're gonna, you, they, of course they're gonna steer away from Mind sport. You know, mum, this is very delicious. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's so delicious. good. It's very delicious. Did you, I want to know, did, did you have to be really strict with like your isolation with your family as well? With In the build up with, to the Olympics, yeah. I was super. How does you know, it work? It's difficult because my mum locked down with us mm. because she was actually in London when the announcement happened. Um, so she stayed up with us. And the thing was, like, in the build up to the Olympics, you obviously have, if, you, if we were to have tested positive at any point too close to the Olympics, mm. it would have been over and we wouldn't have been able to go. Because I got COVID in February and it was like the worst experience ever in my life. So, and to, if I had ever gotten that closer to the Olympics, it would have been like over. I was out for eight weeks. So like, yeah, couldn't breathe, couldn't talk, couldn't like, I was, um, I was hospitalized for the night and like, it was really bad. And I consider myself to be young and healthy and... It was, yeah, it was really terrifying, so... Are you vaccinated? So now I'm double vaccinated, um, and I've had it. So, I, I mean, I haven't had touch wood, I haven't had any scares since. And no, been... but you never know, do you, mm. now? Did you all get it in the house? So Lance then got it. Did he um, get it as bad as you? Uh, not as bad as me, um, but that was actually the first time that probably watched TV, because it was... My mum had gone home. Funnily enough, she'd gone home two, oh, like man. 10 days before, that's, so she well, missed that's it. Good, I guess. She missed it, and that was the first time we, we were like, both of us were like, absolutely. And we were like, oh my God, how are we going to look after Robbie? Like, I couldn't walk. I, one of the nights I couldn't walk down the stairs, Lance had to carry me. And it oh was like, God. it was really bad. bad. Jesse, I struggled through. You made me do two podcasts. I know, but we didn't know it was COVID then, <laughs> no. did we? Because it, it was, was really, really early on. on. It was kind oh. of the January before it all came out. It just wiped me out completely. That's terrifying though, isn't it? Mm. Did you get the cough? Yeah, the, the cough. The cough is something else. And it just wouldn't Sorry, go away. you have a bit more. I mean, if there's more going, I'll absolutely have oh some more. God, it was I'm absolutely so fantastic. Happy. See, I knew I'd do it. Well, yeah. <laughs> this leads me on. Like, when you're 
training, do you have to be really strict with what you're eating? Mm. Or is it, cause you're burning so many calories, like how does it work? There's like, yeah, I have to be slightly strict. Like it's, it's a balance. Like sometimes I have to be super strict and sometimes I, it depends what I'm doing in the training sessions that, of that day, whether I eat more, whether I eat less. Um, but generally I just have to be mindful of what I eat. Mm -hmm. Although I'm burning loads of calories, it can very dramatically change the shape of my body. And I've always had like eating issues with, you know, in 2000, at the end of 2011, just before the 2012 Olympics, like I was told by our performance director that I had to lose weight and that I was You're kidding. Fat. Yeah. That, just that it was, uh, so then I was, yeah, so then I ended up having to lose weight and I didn't really know how and there wasn't really a nutrition support team at that time. That's and mad there was no nutrition support team. Yeah, at the time it was like we, there was like budget cuts, and there are there is now. But so it was like then I had to figure out how to do that, and then all I could do was look at fads online because I was like just oh. cut your calves, but then cutting calves when you're an athlete is like so challenging. Um, so then I basically struggled with body image for a very long time, and I think it's surprising to some people because people are like, "Well, what are you talking about with your body?" And but it was you have got a perfect body. Yeah. But, oh, thank you. But you but just have to have it on display. Can I just ask something? You know how swimmers yeah. have kind of triangular bodies; mm. they've got tiny little hips, mm. and then they've got really broad shoulders. Do divers have a different shape? Body? Divers try have to be as small as possible, to be as light as possible, to move as fast as possible, but be very powerful. And I was always very much as someone who would put on muscle really quickly and change shape quickly, whether that be bigger or smaller. I could do both very quickly. Um, but yeah, it was just like a weird thing. Like I never How thought about being 17. It's a really hard time to be yeah. told that your body isn't the right. Yeah. So then that was like a whole struggle. And then I would feel guilty about what I'd eat and then mm. had like spouts of bulimia. And it was just, it was just like one of those things that I just didn't expect it. Like I'd never thought about my body in that way. Oh, I'd never thought that people looked at me in that way. So then all of a sudden, if you're told that you have to lose weight and you're fat, and then you've got nowhere to hide as an athlete. You go out there and you're like, especially as a diver, when you're not wearing anything, it always, I just felt super self-conscious all the time. Um, but then I ended up, you know, this last few years, I've had great nutrition support around me and been able to figure it out. But it's one of those things that you don't necessarily know how to adjust your body size, especially when you, like when you're growing up, you can eat what you want and you don't change shape. I never but. did. I never could eat what I wanted. Me neither, but I've just stopped caring. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> but when like, when I was like younger, I was not only growing, I was also growing and an athlete. So yeah. I was able to, like, I could just literally eat whatever. Whereas now, like, it's just not the case. But, which is not why it's nice to have, like, that little break to be able to just kind of, like, ease off. And now I do workouts because I, like, enjoy them. And I do, like, classes rather than going and doing... So what classes did you... I've been doing, like, Barry's Boot Camp. I love that. Oh, Jesus. So have you got another Olympics in you? Well, I'd like to think so. Like, I feel like I'm getting better at the moment. Like, it's like... You're I know it's, it's just constant... Like, but at the same time, it's like... It was always the question of, like, do you keep going? Because... But at the end of the day, I think the last two months, I've realised I actually enjoy it. And mm. I actually love it and I miss it. It's only three years now. Three years now, yeah. That's quite good then, isn't it? Yeah, it's a short Where period. is it now? Where Paris. Is it? Paris. Oh, oh darling. Just a job. And then it's LA. Oh, <laughs> you're going to do it all. Oh, I can see you competing until you're 50. <laughs> do six. The thing is, I, I probably could go to compete in another two Olympics. Would you but, accept not winning? But that's the thing. Mm. It's like, 
being able to go there and be at your best. But your Lance was fantastic when you were so disappointed. Was it in 2016? Yeah, like he, I mean, he's a filmmaker. So he was like, you know, you're writing a very, your, your own story here. And you're, yeah. you're writing a very good, yeah. a very good book and there'll be an ending for it. <laughs> so, you know, funnily enough. Um, but he said to me, after those Olympics, I went into 2016 thinking that it was going to be my chance to win an Olympic gold medal. And I was prepared physically, I was prepared mentally. I won the prelim with an Olympic record and I was like, you know, this is going well. Going into the semi-finals the next day, complete disaster, bombed out and... Why, why does that happen? <clears throat> it just stars didn't align. It stars didn't align. It was just a complete, you know, I'd never dived like that in my life. It was like just something free, I don't know, whatever it was. And I remember just feeling so deflated, so defeated and just like, I couldn't, but like it was almost felt too horrible to be true. And it was actually Lance after the competition that said to me, you know what, Tom, maybe you weren't meant to win an Olympic gold medal today because maybe our future child is meant to see you win an Olympic gold medal. That's what he said. It was so beautiful. Did he do a good speech at the wedding? Oh, Lance does good speeches oh. wherever he goes. He, like Lance, actually, um, he gave a speech after his Oscar and set a promised marriage equality for all. And, like, that was his big thing, that he wanted to be yeah, he's very more, involved yeah, in the LGBT yeah. rights. And he was the one who helped sue and fight against... Um, for marriage equality in the US. And so he like kind of gave up lots of his film career after he won his Oscar to Absolutely. fight for but equality. But then you didn't get married in the States. You got married No, he didn't. Like he said, and at the time he wasn't necessarily in a relationship or like he was either single or in like, you know, not necessarily serious relationships. And like, and he didn't see himself getting married. Like he was just fighting for it for other people. So yeah, we ended up getting married in the UK. We haven't got married in the US, but it's still like a... Did your grandparents come in the end? No. Not my, not my, my grandparents on my mum's side did. Yeah, but you. My grandparents on. Is it still not right? Um, so it's not necessarily right between like, you know, they, it wasn't, the relationship between my mum and them is not great. Uh, So then they, it's not like, it wasn't necessarily that they wouldn't have come because they definitely would have come. It was more that they, it would have been like a bit of a, didn't want it to be an awkward experience for my mum at the same time. So, you know, since I came out and they weren't necessarily as accepting and I that took me by surprise I thought they were going to be the more accepting grandparents what would you think your dad would have said I don't think he would have cared he would have definitely taken the mick because that's just the way he was (laughs) and that was just how he was about everything no matter what anyone did whether it was good or bad whatever it was it was just his way he would always joke and be optimistic about it whereas but now like my grandparents are very much always asking about Lance always asking about you know uh, like so many different things and at the end of the day I named Robbie after my dad and which is after their son so yeah. you know I, I want them to have a relationship you know at the end of the day they're my grandparents mm. and I know that they didn't necessarily accept me in the first place and they'd said some you know horrible things but at the same time it was very much like I want to I'm not someone that ever holds grudges I always want to try and fix things I always trying to make things right so I went and saw them after the Olympics recently and you know, they had had like a prepared like a whole afternoon tea and all the family Aww. were there and it was really sweet. Um, Maybe baby steps. It's just. Yeah. And by like, little. I feel like now they like get it. And also They're probably younger than <clears throat> me as well. No. Uh, <laughs> they also like um, had my cousin Todd came out as well, who is my uh, dad's brother's kid. So they had another right. gay in the family, if you like. And this time the, and they were. You know, it was actually really nice because his dad reached out to me and was like, look, Todd's just come out to me. 
how can I deal with him better than I dealt with you? And it was just nice to know that they had actually thought, because they didn't come to the wedding either, like my uncle, because like they, I just didn't want any negative energy. Yeah, no, of course. And so it was like, it was really sweet that they were able to reach out and kind of be like, try and learn from the experience they had mm. with me. And I think that's something that quite often, you know, there's a lot of cancel, you know, and, you know, my grandparents probably would have been like, you know, I would have considered them like, I can't believe that you're like the way that you said this and how it made me feel. But then you also, I also have to understand how that made them feel. And, you know, they, it, it's a, it can be like a shock to everyone and it takes time and it takes mm -hmm. a little bit of education and understanding and, you know, realizing that, you know, I'm still Tom. It's just, you know, everything about me, not, you know, yeah. and if you can't share the most important thing and share who you are with the most people, the people that you love, you lose them in the way that matters most anyway. So being able to share and be open with your grandparents being or whoever is really important, I think. For dessert, I've made roasted plums oh. with creme fraiche and oh. honeycomb crumb. Oh my God. But I don't know that it's very good, the crumb. Um, would everyone like some? I mean, I'm game no for some. Darling. Something that we ask everybody growing up, you know, yes. we know about the Chinese buffet and the stir fry um, <sighs> on a Friday night. Was your mum a good cook? Is she a good cook? What would you What would you be eating on a, you know, when you come in from a diving lesson or school? What was on the table? Put it this way. <laughs> My mum calls me asking how to cook things. Okay. So she makes an amazing cottage pie. Right. Chili. Yeah. Spaghetti bolognese. You know, a pasta bake. Yeah. Lovely thing. A roast dinner. She's very good at roast dinner. Yeah. But, you know, I like to cook a variety of things. Yes. And she, it's funny because when I was younger, like I didn't eat anything. I didn't used to eat fish. I didn't used to, like I wasn't exposed to lots of things. Mm. So I, used to consider myself to be a little bit fussy when I started going on diving camps. But then all of a sudden there was nothing for me to eat. Like if I didn't eat this, what was I gonna eat? Right. When I'm away in Russia or I'm away in China and they're blooming serving all kinds of crazy yeah. things. And I was just in, so I just ended up having to try lots of things. Like, oh, that's not so bad. Mm. Oh, this is okay. My dad hated fish. Right. That was like, so we never had fish in the house. If my dad went to anywhere around the world, he would always try and find an Irish bar because they would serve lasagna. And he knew, <laughs> and he, knew he liked lasagna and that was it. So he would, that, he only would ever order anything he knew he liked. They would never be adventurous. Right. And so it was actually once I started traveling, I was like, oh my gosh, this food's really good. Like, mom, you need to try this. And she's like, what is that? And then we started to try more food. So, um, and then I went to cookery school when I was 16. I went to Ashburton cookery school for like, we did like a six week crash course of basic like kitchen skills and knife skills. And, and did you love it? I loved it. So then that was when my like passion for food came. And now I like experiment with food all the time. And so when you're doing, you're doing a cooking course like <clears throat> a year before you're about to do the Olympics. Yeah, while I'm doing my A-levels and GCSEs, A-levels and, and stuff. about school, I know you talk about school in the book mm. and, and and people being bullies, really. Yeah. Like, people didn't understand, like, how, why I would do what I'm doing and how hard I had to work for it and, like, what I wore as my uniform and all of that stuff. It was, did it, did it, did you ever resent the choice that you'd made committing to diving? I don't think I ever did because I always, like my dad was always really like very good about, you know, just being there for me mm. and same with my mum, but like just being able to be like, you know, people are very, can be mean. And they were like, it was, 
you know, they always would say it was jealousy, but I was like, no, it's not. They're just, they just are mean. And I'm like, mm. like and I was just like, I just didn't really understand why mm. it was happening to me at the time. And then like, it was like my guardian, you know, angel, like my, I was offered to go to Plymouth College, which is a school in Plymouth that was for elite sports people. So it had, you know, swimmers that was an elite swimming program, mm. but I was the only diver there, had modern pentathlon, cricket, like lots of different sports. And it was actually, by the time... I moved there 10 days before my GCSEs mm -hmm. in year 10 and I, it was a different syllabus. I had to go on like a crash course to learn the whole syllabus and it was like a crazy Was it inter IB? Was it international? No, so it was, it, it, I think it went from something like, it was like Oxford to AQA or something. I okay, don't know. There yeah. was some kind of like changeover. So there were certain things in the syllabus that were different. So I had to get through that and then I was going off to the world championships and then it was all of these different things that kept going. But it was one of those re things that go to a school where people understand what you're, yes. like, the, like being an athlete, they understood like the challenges that you face, they understand all of the different things that you have to go through with travel, with missing school. And I was just able to be an athlete and be a student at the same time. It ended up, I think there were five athletes from my school in 2012 that went to the Olympics in London, 2012. Mum, the, the uh, honeycomb is very nice. Like homemade it? honeycomb, I do like mm. it. It's supposed to be a bit more like a crunchy, but it isn't. Is that with like sugar and then you add like it's bicarbonate just, soda? Yeah. It's yeah. sugar and golden syrup. You add bicarb, but I didn't have a big. I didn't put in a big enough tin because I've never made it before. So it didn't Do you go like crispy. It? I love it. No, I think I needed a bigger tin, and it overflowed, and I kept on having to poke it down because it was. It was like Quatermass. It was everywhere. It's really delicious, Mum. Mm. Good. Um, I like honeycomb to be a bit chewy though. Me too. Do you? Yeah, yeah. So I think I, think I prefer that. Mm. It's like when you have a meringue and if it's crunchy, you're like, mm, when it's got that chewy in the you middle. You want the kind of, yeah, elasticity. elasticity. Yeah. Now, which brings us on perfectly. <laughs> Last, Last supper. supper. You've got a starter, a main, a pud, and a drink. Uh, Jesse, empty glass here. <laughs> we love it. You know, I, the funny thing oh, is... Oh, God, I just got a bit of bicarb. It's like fizzing in my mouth, Mum. Oh, sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ, that was an intro. We've got some popping candy. That's yeah. like, Heston Blumenthal. That's, that's, like, that's probably popping, like, popping candy. That's probably Look how they make that it. That was very, very interesting. Yeah, maybe right. they just put, like, bicarb in a Talking popping out. candy. Right, carry on. Mm. So, starter, I love sushi. So, uh, probably some kind of... We go all kinds of different places, to be honest. And we're... Like in California, there's like tons of like um, which ones are amazing. There's I, there's a place. It's up. It's funny because you have we go to the valley and it's a place that we always see. Um, I can't think of the name of it now. I mean, it's like very small hole in the wall. Yeah. Like to maybe like can fit maybe 15, 20 people. Mm -hmm. It's very, very small, but it's like so delicious sushi. And it's one of Robbie's favorite things as well. He's like, he loves He's sushi. I mean, he eats anything and everything. What have you done to do that? Because mine is I no telly and the... Okay. I cooked everything from day dot. Like I would, on a Sunday, I would cook meals for the week and put them in pots and freeze them so that we could like defrost them. And like, it was, I was a athlete dad. <laughs> like, you know, when you just prepare and you plan and there's routine, I don't know. So he now eats everything. Oh. He like, his favorite thing when he goes to restaurants, a mushroom risotto or a, or a. Oh, Robbie, Ra Robbie Ray. <laughs> Robbie Ray. Jesus. Honestly. Uh, so starter. Some kind of sushi roll. I love the sushi rolls that have got a little bit of like sweet sauce and like crispy onions on top. You know, not necessarily mm. as traditionally. Yeah. Um, and then I think Lance's um, 
Enchiladas with chocolate mole sauce. Mm. Ooh, I've never makes, done that. It's so delicious. Is it easy? It's super easy. It's, it, I mean, you can actually make the sauce and like batch make it and freeze it so that you can have okay. it. You're a real batch cooker, aren't you? The thing is, because then sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, we've got nothing in the house to eat. Oh wait, yes we do. <laughs> what sort of fridge together. do you have? Do you have like a big American fridge? Yeah, like a yeah, two, one. Oh, that's what I like, want. Yeah. So excited. We've got like magnets from all over from wherever we go, we collect magnets and the whole thing is like mosaic magnets. Mosaic. Which we love. Uh, so yeah, so we've got sushi for starter enchiladas <clears throat> the filling enchiladas. Ch- filling chicken like chicken like it's yeah. like chicken and cheese essentially mm. yeah and then like they have like mexican rice and a little bit of salad probably like just so it's like a full like plate and some like refried beans like just have like mexican yeah. so we've got sushi you got mexican yeah and then for dessert i think like you know treacle on, uh, treacle sponge old school treacle sponge if you'd custard. have told me i'd have done it for you darling oh no 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 but like there's something about like you know school dinner treacle mm-hmm. sponge and custard you can't beat it did you have a school dinners or lunch so lunchbox i would have a lunchbox at my first school and then at my second school everybody had school dinners and the canteen had like all of these different things and each day was a different theme and had um uh or like salads fish and Friday things. did they have fish Friday fry? it was like Friday what did you have on your lunchbox when you used to taste like either wraps or no what did you have on the front what was the picture oh I think it was it was literally just like a plain black cool oh, box that's with, no fun I know no. And what's Robbie your Ray needs a Paw Patrol yeah. yeah he's got a Paw Patrol backpack Tom do you like karaoke I do me too. I what would you say? So uh, whenever I go out with my friend Sophie, we sing, um, you know, the... <laughs> do you do a duet? Yeah, the American Syn- Boys. A synchronised karaoke what, Estelle? duet. Yeah, Estelle and, and you, Kanye. Oh, I love you that. I do the Kanye, I okay. do the rap. I love um, that. Yeah. Although Sophie always like starts singing the Estelle bit and it goes on way longer than she thinks. She's like, Tom, take over the story. <laughs> like, okay. But it's such mm. a good song. You'll be my American boy. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. What was your first dance? Ellie Golding, How Long Will I Love You? Did she sing it there? No. So I wish. Oh, <laughs> Imagine. Imagine. She should have got in touch with Jessie. should have sorted yeah. that one. Oh, but have you, ever, have you ever met her? No, I don't think I have. Did no. she not know that you were her first dance? I, I, we never had the conversation. She'll no. know now. Have to text her yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she'll be yeah. thrilled. And she'll it was be also thrilled. like what the string quartet played when we walked down the aisle as well. It was, yeah, it was like the song that kind of was like, felt like it was our relationship at the time. So, um, Tom so Daly, we could keep on chatting about you're going to sign my book everything yes absolutely i it's been so interesting talking to you and just thank you so much for coming over when i know you're in the thick of promoting everything and just um best of luck with the book are you a bit more relaxed now I think the, the funny thing is since winning an olympic gold medal compared to the bronzes that i'd won it I just have been in a different sense of peace and like, you know, happiness mm. around my diving. And I just feel But so you much seem more. very happy person. A very positive, happy person. I, I think I consider myself to be quite a happy person. You're not like, a I'm negative like, person. No, I always try to see the positive. I think, yeah. you know, I think I've lost too many people and like things like to be, life's too short to be unhappy yeah. or hold grudges. You just kind of have to yeah. enjoy it and live life while you can. So a couple more Olympics. Yeah, five more Olympics. Okay, yeah. love it. <laughs> Jesse, do you think we can get the two tickets? He's only on <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> Tom Daly, 
our very own. Just kind of completely. He's like a kind of, I know that he's, he's mesmerising. He's mesmerising, but he's so interesting, so talented, so committed, so clever, so cute. Yeah, such a wonderful conversation with a total stranger. It is a bit like blind date coming yeah, to Yeah, oh my God, totally. You never know whether we're going to click, but I certainly, he was just my cup of tea. Really, really just loved how open he was and generous and, and philosophical and what a lovely... I mean, I think we all love Tom Daly, don't we, from what we've seen of him, but he totally lived up to it. we all feel more. like we know him. Yeah. But he is absolutely lovely. What a star. Yeah. Coming up for air. Great title. Yeah. It's out now. Congratulations, Tom. I can't wait to see what Tom Daly does next. Well, he's clearly got a lot of lot of Fingers knitting on the pies. end of his lot of knitting on the end of his knitting needles. <laughs> um thank you, Tom, for coming when it seems very busy and he's got Lance in yeah, and he fitted us in. I know, I'm very touched, but yeah. I'm glad I could monitor his messages. Yeah, but it was, <laughs> it was prying, prying, mother. Wasn't they kept pinging? Maybe that's something that we should always it's do, offer fun, to actually. charge charge the phone just so you can get a little snoop into Ooh, who's Lance texting. Lance has just phoned. We will see you next week for more Table Manners. We are so lucky to do this podcast, to meet these people, to eat mum's food. And um, thank you for listening. The music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.